Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Lakers Fast Break. Yes, Joe Soro is your host for tonight. And what a night it was. The Lakers beat the Utah Jazz in L.A. 131 to 99 was pretty much from beginning to end. Uh, We're very happy here at the Lakers Fast Break. And playback was somber but smooth. And we're expecting uh, a good crowd tonight. Uh, this is the first time I've hosted the show in uh, probably, what, four months, Gerald? Yeah, about uh, that. It's, it's time to get my reps because we do have a surprise for you all here soon. And uh, the new year is not only going to bring, you know, resolutions and happy moments, but uh, there's also something really, really cool coming uh, at, to the Lakers Fast Break, and uh, we'll give you more information on that. We've been teasing it a little bit. Here and there, but I'm going to start teasing it a little bit more. But first, we're going to talk about tonight. The Lakers are now 9-6 and six and have won, I believe, is it three in a row? Yes. Three in a row. Let's see. Uh, you Plus, guys... they're 4-0 in the NBA Cup in-season tournament. That is true. Right now, they're dominating the, the uh, in-tournament tournament. Uh, or in-season tournament, sorry. And it's I find it hilarious. I was going to say this on playback, but, have, uh, Gerald, have you found this kind of hysterical that the two gimmick things that we've had come to fruition the last few years, who's taken the most advantage of those gimmicks? Who's flourished in those gimmicks? We, we, we should just get uh, Sean's eggs and just pound ourselves with it at this point because whatever gimmick they keep throwing at the lake at, at the league the lakers just love it and tonight the best part about tonight was the minutes played by lebron james and anthony davis and a lot of the reasons why they were able to play those minutes was a, a total team effort i know that torian prince didn't play so well on offense but he did do his do you know he did do his job in terms of playing good team ball and the rest of the team also played really good ball but LeBron and AD played so well that they didn't have to play virtually for almost what two and a half quarters, something like that. Yeah, AD, I mean, AD really 29 two quarters. minutes, two AD, quarters. I'm sorry, two quarters. Yeah. AD, and, 80, 29 minutes. LeBron James, 24 minutes. D'Angelo, 26. And this is the first time that I can remember at the beginning of the year in the in in the LeBron AD era where. I, it's it's noticeable that they have not needed to play the fourth quarter. 
So it's it's been very, very, very it's 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 very encouraging. Again, it's very encouraging. I'm very happy that that the Lakers have been able to at least do something with LeBron and AD, uh, especially LeBron. I mean, guys, is it is it am I overstating this that LeBron is having a MVP type season? Well, you know what? Can I say this, Magic Man? Because I want to get Magic Man's thoughts on this. But you, I don't know if you remember the email Rodell sent me over the weekend uh, when I said that he was playing in consideration of a top ten uh, MVP like status. Joe, I got criticized because he said he's only doing it on one side of the ball, and effectively, for the most time, he is right. He is LeBron does not play a hundred percent committed defense in these, a lot of these games. But the numbers are there, Joe. The numbers for a 38-year-old and the numbers, most importantly, for the Lakers, 9-6, and six, he is leading the way for it. Uh, I have to say you'd have to put him in that consideration on a top-10 format right now. Well, I, let think me put- I, I think right now he'd be in a Tier 2 yeah. uh, as far as MVPs right now I at, a, at a high, high level, at a high level. Well, the thing is, folks, you have to understand, even even if LeBron wasn't at his advanced career age, I should say, because I can't say advanced age because he is playing, he is balling, balling better than anyone has ever balled at this point in their career. But if he if he kills himself on defense, guys, he's not going to be able to last. He really would not be able to last. Kobe even did this towards the end of his towards the end of his career because you just can't you can't play that kind of basketball. LeBron's one of the few guys that actually played elite offense and defense. People don't pay attention to how rare that was. As good as Scottie Pippen was on both sides of the ball, he really wasn't elite on offense. He was a distributor, he was a facilitator. Kobe, Jordan, LeBron were attackers and on defense were Rome, you know, they were pit bulls. So I'm not seeing too much of an effect though of his defense not being, you know, being a problem at this point. And that's again why you guys set up this roster the way you did, so that you wouldn't have to worry about that. But as far as what LeBron is doing, it's it's obviously unprecedented. And by not allowing him to play more than 24 minutes tonight is going to help keep him fresh and obviously give us what we want towards the end of the season. But the Lakers do win tonight, 131 to 99. Uh, the statistics tonight were really good from almost everyone down the board. I mean, you had Anthony Davis with 26, 16, uh, shot 11 of 14. I mean, he was really, really efficient. This was like the quintessential AD that everybody thinks AD can be. He didn't have any blocks, but he didn't really need to do that much. Plus, it's hard to get blocks when the other team is always shooting threes. And then Le- uh, LeBron had a Magic Johnson-type game where his his numbers don't say it, but he was in complete control of this game the entire time he was in it. And then, of course, the guys like D'Angelo Russell, guys like Rui. Uh, I think Christian Wood had his best game as a Laker tonight. Uh, I would even say Matt, Max Christie had his best game as a Laker as well. And Austin Reeves had a phenomenal game with 19 points, five rebounds, and five assists. And he also had three steals. So tonight, uh, I know I've been getting some requests for rants in reverse, but I don't even know if I want to do that. I think it's just too good of a night to have any rants. I am very, very happy. It was a very stress-free night. 
I didn't have one negative thing to say other than maybe Prince, but eh, getting mad at somebody like Torian Prince is kind of overkill. I, I, that's not his. We, I, I didn't think he was going to be shooting lights out like he did in the preseason in the first couple games of the year. This is who he is, and if you know who players are and they become that player, you're you shouldn't be disappointed. So with that, extremely happy with the performance tonight. They were able to save up a lot of energy in my book, at least from the main guys, for tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game is going to be Dallas, and Dallas is going to play hard. So Lakers are going to need to be ready for that. And uh, Magic, I'm going to segue here to Magic Man. Magic, we were we were watching the game. I, I, I watched half the game with you guys. I unfortunately had to do several phone calls before I joined. But we, uh, you noticed – you noticed the, the 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 team tonight. You saw what they were what they were doing. A lot of good ball movement. A lot of uh, kind of high basketball IQ by the players too. Guys that you wouldn't expect uh, in terms of their timing, in terms of where their positions were. Maybe we're starting to finally see a little bit of coaching before the games, where guys are in the in, in better spots. And of course, I know Utah's not that good, but when you beat a bad team by thirty four points. That means you're doing your job. 100%, Joe. Uh, look, the the bench has had already one really good game this year, and they followed that up with their best one so far. Um, it, it wasn't just Christie. Like, this, it, statistically, it wasn't Max Christie's best game, but I agree with what Joe said, is that this was the best 25 minutes he's ever played as a Laker. Looked comfortable, looked relaxed. Uh, Joe, he played. He played uh, uh, Austin Reeves' light game, and maybe that's what he needs now: is playing beside Austin and allowing the game to kind of slow down for him. Because it seems like that's worked out for for both cats. Christian Wood, Gerald Christian Wood played his best game as a Laker, without a doubt. And finally, Coach Ham. Decide to to let him off the leash a little bit, allow him to play a little bit of his of his own uh, repertoire. Gerald, it's a little bit different than what the, the what Ham's um, preferences are offensively. But you saw him; he got a lot in a lot of pick and roll action with Austin Reeves. He liked that. He got a lot of screen roll action with LeBron. He liked that. Um, I still do not like. Uh, um, Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood playing together, Gerald. I, I, I think that's – look, I, I get it. You need to find rest somewhere for guys, but you can't play those guys against either very good or elite teams, Gerald. It, it's just not going to wash. But tonight played really well. I, I thought Jackson Hayes played with a lot of energy as well. The energy level was just up from the start, gentlemen. That was – that what was – the pronounced difference is that there was an entirely different ether behind this group. It wasn't, it wasn't very groggy and going through the motions. It was purposeful. Gerald, the Lakers found AD for three lobs tonight. He hadn't gotten three or more lobs in a game as a Laker since in late 2022. That's how long it's been since he's gotten at least three lobs in a game but they found a way to get with the aerial assault. That definitely worked tonight. Uh, worked tonight, my friend. I do want to mention Max Christie, though. Yeah, his his 
overall energy and on the defensive end gave you a little bit more than what we've seen all season. Uh, still terrible from the outside, one of five from three. So I know Darren says Prince should get less playing time. Uh, excuse me, Christie should get more playing time, maybe in the place of Prince. His, Be four, his rebounding to... tonight, Gerald, was very, very good. He was very, very excellent on the boards. Yeah, uh, five rebounds for him, seven points for five rebounds. But again, he still is being is terrible from the outside. So if you bring him in for Prince, you're trying to do it with the idea and concept of having someone being able to successfully stretch the floor. And Christie has yet to prove he's done that this season. So before everybody wants to get print, I want, I don't think Prince should stay much in the lineup once Vando gets back, but I would still at this point in time, try find other alternatives to Max Christie. Cause again, he is not stretching the floor out as well with the way he's struggling as well, just behind the line. But uh, I think overall a great win. You saw the best performance. Like, like you said, magic man from Christian Wood. but I wanted to put this to you and Joe. We saw this episode last week after the Grizzlies, after a big win against the Grizzlies, and then we just absolutely flubbed it the next night against the Kings. What do we need to do to prevent such a thing from happening? At least just be competitive, take it down to the wire, and see what happens in the fourth quarter. You know, it is a back-to-back. I get that. But we saw the same scenario last week, and we just didn't show up the next day against the Kings. Joe, what can we do to prevent that from happening again against the Mavericks? Well, they they went. I guess the first step is winning tonight, mm-hmm. and then preserving your guys for a back to back. Yeah, that's also been accomplished. Dallas is going to come in with motivation. Dallas always does against the Lakers. So obviously, this is going to be a much different, much much more difficult uh, task for the Lakers. Uh, if the Lakers win tomorrow, then we can start talking about possibly the Lakers getting things together a little bit more. But the one thing that we have had a bad habit of doing, and I shouldn't say we, the Lakers have had a bad habit of, is resting on their laurels. Focus is a very difficult thing to have, especially in an 82-game season, especially when pressure is constantly on you. There's certain people out there, LeBron being one, that are bred for it. They can handle it. They, they thrive off it. And they perform better with it. The Lakers, I'm hoping, especially Anthony Davis, can continue to harness these things. And I'm not I'm not going to go crazy if he has one bad game every couple weeks, but I just don't want him to have a bad game every week. I'd like him to have one every couple weeks. Two out of the month would be fine. Again, I'll take that. I'll take what, what it's worth. I when we looked at guys like Shaq and Kobe and LeBron to some degree, you know, those guys have one bad game every what three months, maybe if that. Sometimes they don't even have a bad game. I remember Shaq, Shaq was always getting 25 and 10. No matter what was going on, he could sleep doing that. He'd have a bad game where he scored 19 and had eight rebounds. That's considered a bad game. And he would and he would come back with a vengeance after that. So my satisfaction tonight was the quint it was the perfect game. Everybody played well except in a few spots, but again, that's just normal. What I mean by everyone played well, the the team played well. The team played well from beginning to end. They were very, very consistent the entire way. They actually got better as the game went on. And then you had your main guys, especially LeBron, limited about as much as you can limit Look, Look, Gerald, the the Mavs just recently snapped a five-game losing streak. 
they start they started out really well, but a lot of teams have have found film on them and what to exploit. Guess what, Gerald? If the Mavs aren't scoring about 125, 130 points a game, they're not winning a lot of their games. Yeah. So the Lakers need to find a way to dominate the paint tomorrow. You know why, Gerald? You know why? Why is that? The the Dallas Mavericks middle is guarded by a 19-year-old rookie, Dwight Powell, who's possibly the worst uh, at one time was the worst starting center in the NBA, and Rashawn Holmes, who was so disinterested in the bubble, Gerald, he decided to go outside to get his DoorDash. <laughs> Cross the line, I remember that. These are the three guys they're relying on in the middle against AD. Anthony, you should dominate this game, man. Even if, even if we lose, and I don't think we should if you dominate... But even if we did, it would be off some some Virgin Mary come lucky bounce shot, whatever, Gerald. If AD and Rui and hopefully LeBron have an extra gear, just a little bit of extra sauce in the bottle tomorrow, you can win this game. But you got to dominate inside because they are vulnerable. That's where they're most vulnerable. And and Gerald, I know we got our ass kicked on uh, Christmas Day by them, but usually LeBron always gets up for Luka. That, that OT game we saw a couple years ago, that was one of the best at regular season NBA games probably in the past decade. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they tr- come out and try to, try to punk us similar to what the kings did can't happen this time this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse if you have a better movie in the can why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But do mention, uh, guys, about uh, Cam Reddish show. Only played five minutes the game. Uh, looked like he hurt his groin. Uh, so what happened with his story, guys? Just uh, it was a normal basketball play, Gerald. It, he didn't overextend at all. Just just looked like it, something gave out, and he was, was uh, clutching at it a little bit. Left ginger was walking gingerly, but I saw him laughing and and joking on the sidelines. Uh, okay. It said groin soreness is the actual listing on Twitter by David. Yeah, well, we'll you know what, Gerald? That that's that's a morning that's a morning after issue usually. With <laughs> I'm just gonna just, just I per- bet a groin soreness yeah, issue yeah, is yeah, the problem yeah, the morning just, after. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of personal experience. It's a morning after issue. Insert your own hot yoga joke there, right? Uh, yes, but at the same time, hopefully he's. He's icing it, Gerald. Feels a little bit better in the morning. It wouldn't shock me if he doesn't play Gerald just out of just out of his sense of uh, precaution. But my goodness, I mean, if there was ever an opportunity for 
Jared Vanderbilt to make a debut, Gerald, uh, on a back-to-back, especially when the Lakers probably need his energy and his defense tomorrow night. Couldn't pick a better opportunity, Vando. We know he's close, Joe. We know he's close, Magic Man. Uh, but we don't know how close. It's not, I mean, it's you hear the buzz and you see the buzz with the Lakers reporters and all that. We know he's close. Plus, he doesn't have a game where he needs to really get that many reps to come back as far as that's concerned. He's more of a defensive force. He just needs to get reps as far as the speed of the game and make sure he's he's able to go ahead and, and stay in front of people. So I don't know, Joe. I mean, I'm hoping to see Vando tonight, uh, tomorrow night. I'm hoping to see maybe that Cam Reddish is not a serious thought, but I'm I'm with Magic Man. I would assume, just as a precaution, Cam Reddish is out tomorrow night, Joe. Uh, yeah, it's very likely. Uh, groins are an interesting injury. I, I had a slight pull of a groin. I remember in college playing uh, flag football for one of the teams that I was playing with, and that thing lingered for a month. I'd be fine after the game. For you know, or I should say, I sh- I was fine after the next day after a game, but then you know it would come back while I'm playing the following week. So those are real, but I didn't you know I didn't really ice it or warm it or anything. I was just letting it heal on its own. So I probably could have done myself a favor and kind of fixed the ailment a little bit better. But uh, Cam needs to be careful. Groins and hamstrings usually linger if you're not careful. So if he needs to take the next couple of games off to get that thing right, ready for next week, that's good. As far as Vanderbilt, I don't know what to expect from Jared at this moment. If he does bring a very good defensive effort and an okay offense, he's already going to help this team tremendously. Because at the moment, they're still playing well with Torian Prince not hitting shots. And he might be in a funk at this moment, but he, he might start hitting later. He has been a career 38% uh, three-point shooter, I believe. Uh, if he averages that during the year, I think he'd be a benefit. But with that, uh, Jared coming back and being hopefully fully healthy will be an upgrade on defense, which is something that I believe will be more important than the offense at this point, especially if LeBron James is going to continue to play the way he's playing and Anthony Davis plays three out of four games really, really well per week. I would like him to play four out of four most of the time, but I'm not going to be unrealistic. I think three out of four will help. Where it becomes important that if he does play at three out of four is that D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves cover that one game. This is going to be a team effort. I know that's a cliche, but this really is going to be a team effort throughout the year. We're talking about 15 games in right now. The Lakers are on pace to win 51 games. I'd say that's not bad. I was hoping for 55 because I think 55 is going to be the number that gets you the one seed. But if they get 51, we're very likely going to get a top four seed, which is what I really want at worst case. I had you- said 50 myself. I just thought that, you know, various things, you know, the, the health of LeBron James and Anthony Davis would come into play. Uh, I just said 50 was probably a safer number for me. The Lakers had a unique start to the season. And I say unique in that their schedule was flipped. Usually this kind of schedule is on the back end or at least the beginning of the three-fourths area of the schedule. So they got a little bit of a different schedule this season, more so than I can remember. 
And if they can come out of this with a very good record, it's going to be easier for them down the road because their chemistry is going to get better. If there aren't any major injuries, that's going to help them. And, of course, I did not expect LeBron James to play like an MVP. I thought he played well if he was healthy, but he is playing like an MVP. Imagine if the Lakers win 55 games, let's say, or let's just say they get a top two seed and LeBron is averaging 25, 27 points a game with seven assists and seven rebounds. Does LeBron get talked about in the MVP area? That's going to be an interesting discussion throughout the year. I know it's not really important to us in the long, in the grand scheme of things, but it's, it would be interesting to see how that goes. Now, the Lakers have an unfortunate uh, situation when it comes to individual awards. For some reason, voters don't like voting the Lakers for individual awards. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. But uh, whether he plays to that level or not, I don't think they're going to give him an MVP. Anyways, he'd, they'd have to win 60 games, and he'd have to average 30 points, 8 assists, and 8 rebounds and play probably – I don't know, 78 games for that to happen. But uh, again, in the long run here, we're looking at a, a, a team that looks like they're trying to get some things together here. And if they continue to improve for the next month or two, I think we've, we're we on our way to get something done. Again, as soon as we lose a game, we're going to fall back. Off. We're going to fall uh, no, back it, out it, of the it, helicopter. It, it, but It's funny you said that, Joe. It's funny you said that because – in all goddamn honesty, Michael Cooper should have won sixth man of the year and defensive player of the year in the same year. But the fact of the matter is, is that, as Joe said, he doesn't know why. I think it has less to do with the Lakers and more to do with some some really, uh, let, let's just say it, Joe, obtuse. It's obtuse rationale about these about these awards and what the prototype or what the specific uh characteristics of it actually mean it's bs it's 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 huge it's a big pile of crap and and we're seeing it more and more with these uh fanboy uh beat reporters who cost clay thompson money cost real NBA players, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, cost real NBA players money over these silly, silly awards. No, I, I agree. And, and you know, the, nothing s- spells stupid more than, and I know he's passed away, uh, but I, I'm, st- I'm still in shock of Fred Hickman not voting for Shaq in 2000. That was a... That that proved that that whole re- voting it was, per, it was personal with Fred and and, 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 and Fred Hickman is always you know I I grew up with Fred Hickman and uh, Vince Cellini. I was actually watching CNN SI before they were CNN SI yeah. more than I was watching Sports Center to some degree because I just liked Vince Cellini and Fred Hickman. So I was in shock when I found out that he voted for AI. I'm like, dude, Joe, so. But, yeah, but, and- but that's that's bad. That's really bad. It's really bad because you're. It, it's it's this is not an opinion, really. It's it's it, you should use facts. That it's one of the greatest individual seasons in the history of the NBA, and it makes you look terrible. Uh, 
shoot, I mean, uh, Jack Haley, another person who's passed away, God rest his soul. Jack Haley, after he said Carlos Boozer was a done deal, you didn't hear from him after that. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say you should lose your job, but you gotta have a little bit more credibility in this. And and and, and the Lakers, I'm not looking at individual awards as being anything other than that, but appreciation and 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 allowing a guy who's busted his rear end to be awarded because that does factor into his his accumulation of of of, of stats or accolades. And a lot of times that stuff will motivate to to win more, either or. LeBron seems to be a guy that likes to play better when he's being told he's doing great instead of somebody like, let's say, Michael Jordan or Kobe or like, oh, no, you can't do this. They use well, that. And, and, and it, it, also, it also says a lot that at this point in time that at 9-6 the season can – you, it can be breathed a little bit. You can take a collective breath of fresh air at this point in time. I mean, at this at this point in time last year, the Lakers were only three games over 500 in the calendar year on, on April 7th, Joe. April 7th, 2023 is when it took them to get to three games over 500. To do it in 15 games, uh, you know, some perspective here. They've got a lot of injury problems. They've got rotational issues, and yet somehow, some way, Gerald and Joe they found a way to be nine and six here. Yeah. And you're within striking distance because Denver's Denver is having a lot of issues internally without Jamal Murray. It's obvious, Gerald. They it's as much as we know, Jokic is the best player in the NBA. Murray's the guy who stirs the drink for the Denver Nuggets. Dallas has come back to earth. Really, and how much stock do you put in teams like Minnesota, Minnesota and Oklahoma City? Yeah, right now, not a whole heck of a lot. I, I will say this, not a whole heck of a lot. It's not because uh, of OKC's talent. It's because I haven't seen him do it yet. That's the only reason. We, Gerald, we kind of know that Minnesota can be a very flirtatious regular season team they they can almost make you want to fall in love with them and think they could be a dark horse but we know what's going to happen we know we know the story of the minnesota timberwolves so uh, uh, who knows i think maybe i, I agree with Gerald. i think they're going to lose a little bit of their luster here and every team goes through uh a five and seven stretch low losers of six of eight and it's going to happen to them when they get punched in the mouth, it's like Gerald said. How are they going to stay there? Are they going to fall back into the plan? A great thing from Intel Wild. Appreciate the super chat. 1987 Lakers attempted like 93s all season. Now teams can attempt 35 to 40 in a single game. Didn't Houston chuck up 70 in the game the other day? Yes, they did. So absolutely. It's a different game, Intel. It's definitely a different game, but we appreciate the super chat. Uh, Joe, I apologize, but let me just interject with this right here sharing the screen uh just wanted to give everybody an update on this uh lakers have clinched group a and i believe uh, according to dave mcmenon of espn they are headed to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. so they have locked that up joe so there you go i'm hoping they play indiana i'm really hoping that they play indiana absolutely well, that's that would be a fun game to watch it, so. it, i i think uh the the crowd has a a case in terms of our overreaction, I guess, at this point. 
But I, I, the Lakers have an interesting road trip coming up here. Uh, if they beat Dallas tomorrow, they're better equipped to probably going into this four-game road trip next week with some kind of momentum, especially after taking a couple days off for the holidays. So I think it's uh, I wouldn't say it's a must win, but it's close. You win t- tomorrow on, especially on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, you go ten and six into the holiday, and you're able to go. That's not a bad run for the first sixteen games, considering how many of these close games we've lost when we shouldn't have. Right. Uh, as far as the injury, as far as the injury issues, I I don't consider. Jared Vanderbilt or Gabe Vincent, a major injury issue. Those are marginal players that are injured. My satisfaction at this point is that LeBron and AD have only missed one game in the first what, Joe, 16 games. So we're, we're very happy about that, but let's not forget something here, okay? Last year, we beat the lowly Charlotte Hornets at the Crypt. Do you know what Darvin Ham said, Joe? What? He said, he's asked why isn't the LeBron minutes a concern. He said, no, I'm going to ride the hot hand hot hand right now. He's playing really well. He's on a roll, and I don't, I don't want to get in the way of that. A month later, Joe, he's driving in the basket against the Mavs. said, I heard it pop, fell to the ground, and missed a month. Let's, I agree. It, look, it looks as though right now LeBron's just – playing at a Superman level, but it's going to catch up. It it caught up last year. If we don't cut the minutes down at this point, it's going to be a load injury coming. The difference between last year and this year is the Lakers were fighting to get into the playoffs virtually at the beginning of the year, all the way till the end this year. They're not going to have to grind as much. But that really, that's re- but that that kind of mentality though is insignificant. And the fact that, th- like, the amount of minutes he plays, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter whether or not we're we're coming from behind. It's the it's the load. It's the stress on that body. And already it's- the first sixty or fifteen games, the Lakers have had two games, and I don't remember any last year during the regular season. There was probably one or two, but I don't remember vividly until the playoffs where LeBron and AD sat the entire quarter. We already had two. So imagine I, this, imagine this, imagine if they end up, if you, if you go by, if you extrapolate the 15 and you know, 82 game season, you're looking at possibility of at least 10 of those games at the very least 10, maybe 11 of those games where LeBron and AD are not playing in a stressful fourth quarter. That is going to play a huge factor during the year. It's a different year, and I believe that they're going to be much smarter in terms of how they use uh, LeBron. I want to go ahead and mention uh, right here as far as the what Darren said in the Super Chat, and thank you again for the Super Chat. Truly appreciate both you and Tell Super Chatting out there. Talking about the perspective from Prince, he did have the third highest plus minus at plus 26. I know everybody says that's misleading. Uh, still had a statistically poor game. Uh, I mean, this is not going to stop the detractors from wanting him out of the rotation. Gerald, do you know what this reminds me? Yeah, you know what this reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember 
do you remember when you were in uh, high school, Gerald? And let's say you were in grade ten science. Okay. Okay. You remember getting the the um, outlook of the the uh, semester, right? Quiz four quizzes, each quiz worth maybe five percent, right? Yeah. Then you've got a midterm that's worth 25 and a final that's worth 50. All right. Let's just use that as an example. These plus minuses are quizzes. That's that's the way people need to look at them. Now, anybody can pass a quiz or do really well on one quiz, Gerald. But it's really what you do in the midterm and the finals that determines whether or not you're going to pass the class or f- be in your honors. Torian Prince is is not looking good on many quizzes, but he's looking good on a couple. But if you're having trouble on the quizzes, you're definitely going to have trouble on the midterm and the final. And if that's the case, you saw what happened last year when guys couldn't handle the midterm and the final. They were off the team. Adam has already got toy. Adam is just not a Torian Prince fan by any stretch of the imagination. He's just got the the hate going on for uh, Torian Prince, and I'm not going to say it's unfounded because he has played so poorly. Uh, see, he noted he noted that Torian Prince equals in, Pat in a vacuum. In a vacuum, I agree, Darren, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I've I've talked about this for years, and me and Gerald have talked about it a lot on on Lakers Fast Break. It is a misleading stat in a vacuum. Overall, um, I mean, it and there are certain criterion within the plus minus that they use that basically a lot of hoopers like uh, myself, Gerald, and just about everybody else don't agree with how they score that. So it, it's really it, it is misleading. And it doesn't it doesn't suggest that because Torian Prince was 20 plus 27, that he was an impact player out there because he wasn't, as Joe remarked during playback. All that plus 27 was a reflection of was the four other players who were balling out while he was watching. Guys, another reason, and thanks so much again for joining us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, Joe, I wanted to ask you this. Imagine you wanted to ask, you know, you're the host, my friend, but I wanted to ask you, guys, we need the importance on winning tomorrow's game is really late on. But if you look at the regular standings and not the NBA Cup standings, What's going on at the top of the Pacific Division and right there at the top of the Western Conference? You'll see Dallas, Sacramento, the Lakers, and guess who's right behind the Lakers breathing down there next is the Phoenix Suns. They've won four in a row. They're no longer a laughing stock as far as their season. Once they got Booker back, I know Beal's out for weeks with his nerve in the back thing, but they got Booker back, Joe, uh, and they're looking pretty tough right now. It's way too early to judge anything at this moment, but what I will say is get used to this one through 10 lineup of parity. He's her point guard, by the way. Like I I know, I know a lot of people want to want to just dress up Beal as the point guard. Gerald, Devin Booker is a better off ball guard than Bradley Beal. He's better on ball guard than Bradley Beal. The ball should be in his hands. He's more of a, a de facto point guard that Beal is. I know a lot of people want to just put that square peg in that round hole, Gerald. I don't see it. I don't see Beal as a as a top shelf facilitator. I never really gotten your thoughts on that overall, Gerald. 
where do you fall there? Do you think that the Suns are better with Booker running the show or giving the ball to Beal? The numbers in the, you know, numbers are right there, my friend. Four in a row. Booker's come back. They win without Beal. Uh, Beal is an overrated guard, in my opinion. He's on one of the, we, actually, I think he does. He and Grant have the worst contracts. I've actually stated that Beal's contract was the worst in the NBA. I think he's right there, still there. And especially with him being out for weeks, this team is still winning. They may actually be better without Beal going forward. It may be a Russell Westbrook situation for them that they have to deal with with Beal going forward, guys. I think it's just amazing how Bradley Beal and John Wall have been able to make a living, uh, a living of a king doing nothing. It's quite, quite amazing that this guy does this never plays and doesn't seem to care uh, and it'll it'll bite them in the end i don't know if he's gonna build enough chemistry with this team with all the time missing and it's gonna be the booker durant show and nurkic i guess a little a little bit but I, the 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 western conference standings is likely going to stay the way it is right now it's going to have it's going to look like it did last year and and gerald it's um it, it's really interesting the lakers have popped the suns twice right but the kings have popped the lakers twice so this is really interesting going forward especially when we get in the dog days because the lakers beat the suns one more time they win the season series and that's huge as we know yes. when it comes to the western conference and teams that are stacked with, uh, you know, plus 40 wins, maybe 50 wins. Head-to-head is huge. Head-to-head. And if the Lakers win, they can, they can vault into fourth place in the Western Conference with a win tomorrow. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. There was a time when you'd look at the standings after a month and go, okay, cool. Now, doesn't matter. You're talking about... The top six in the standings are separated by two 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 games, and uh, you're what twenty uh, percent done with the season. Yep, we're going to be about uh, uh, at the quarter pole next week. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So twenty percent of the season's done, and and the only thing separating the top one and two, one and six, hell, one and ten is just four games. Yeah, the one the and NBA- eleven is four and a half games. You're, you're, you're the, oh, forget about that. How about one through, <laughs> one through 15 is separated by seven and a half games after, after uh, 20% of the season being done. So there's Portland could go on a run and win five in a row and, and, and be uh, a playing team. That's how quick it can, it can turn around. But this is the way of the NBA. Uh, I hope it, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too excited about parody in the NBA. I, I know that NFL's become, that but that's because they have they have a system there that that controls it uh whether it's the refs or whether it's the salary cap but in the nba i always felt that it's better to have dominant teams i don't like parity in the nba uh and i'll, I'll stick with it for till the end till the till the end till the end at that point but it lo- looks like my dream of that is is slowly going to go away i think the nba wants as many teams in in the in the mix so that every that interest is there from all fan bases as much as they can 
and of course, the more parity you have, the more interest you have, at least from what well, and 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 it's good for the NBA that this year that actually Middle America of the NBA is kind of interesting again, Gerald. Yeah, took about, took about thirty years, uh, but it, it's finally interesting again. Um, look, the most the most exciting team in the NBA is the Indiana Pacers. They could score 150 points in a game or give up 150. They did both tonight. Um, the most improved team is the Oklahoma City Thunder, Gerald. Milwaukee Bucks are a contender. Although Orlando the... Magic, though, on the East, they're, they're a big surprise as well, my friend. Yeah, they are. As, as far as the Eastern Conference teams goes, they would be up there as well. Until Wilds uh, saying in the chat, and once again, the Lakers do win huge tonight. Really, really big victory for the team, 131-99. Joe Soros heading the podcast along with me, Gerald Glassford, and Magic Man Sean Grice. Intel Wild says, I think management should have looked for a player who's a great lob passer, like Rondo back in the day. CP3 is a good lob passer. I know I bag on CP3 a lot, but he is a good lob passer, no doubt about that. I mean, lob city and, and for the Clippers, there you go. Because AD, like you mentioned, Three lobs tonight earlier, Sean. So, I mean, that's a game that – or part of a game that is really undeveloped right here with the Lakers. Well, that was that was due to the fact that the Lakers were able to spread the floor finally after, what, a month of just having the lane being bogged down. That usually happens when you start hitting shots. The lane starts to open up. Your fundamentals start to come into effect. There was just space you give that guy space. He that last alley oop that AD got, he dove from the dotted line, and still was able to dunk it. So AD is ridiculously athletic, ridiculously talented. Get that guy the damn space, and that guy will slam those things home every game. So we saw a lot of good things here. So many little things that you don't pay attention to typically especially when you're watching the Lakers not do the little things better tonight. They did even the the guys that are not technically fundamentally see, sound. See, go ahead, Joe. Excuse no, no, go me. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was look there. There are certain guys out there that can, that could do this, Gerald, but they're hurt right now. They're hurt. Monte Morris is hurt right now, Gerald. He's supposed to be out another six to eight weeks. This guy this guy was supposed to be a meal ticket for Detroit to try and get something in return at the trade deadline trail. But if he's injured, nobody's going to pick him up. He would be fantastic. He's one of the best law passers we have. That's not named Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic or LeBron James uh, outside of that trail. Like it's, it's again, it, you know, we all, we all want that elusive point guard that can, drop a dime with a threaded needle in an instant or cook up law passes incessantly for it. But teams don't want to trade that Gerald. No, no, it's funny because we got that in the chat. The other day I got that comment, as I told you, <laughs> you know, we could use a point guard who can shoot pass and play defense plus a very reliable shooting guard. And I was like, doesn't every NBA team, We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.
Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. You know, tonight, guys, you've got great production, something we haven't even mentioned as far as the Lakers are concerned. We did get production from our guards, the staggering deal, you know, the move for Austin Reeves, guys, to the bench by Darvin Ham, I think was a smart move. I want to give him props on that. I want to give him credit because tonight you got it again from these guys. 20 points starting in the role, seven to nine shooting from D'Angelo Russell, eight assists. And then uh, only not even a turnover, eight assists to no turnovers for him. And Austin Reeves comes off the bench, gives you 19 and five assists, only tur- two turnovers there. Austin Reeves plus 10, D'Angelo Russell plus 30. I mean, that you can't ask for more than that, guys. Nope. Well, <laughs> Guard play in the NBA is paramount to winning. The reason why this thing is working also is the fact that D'Lo and Austin had good games and they're your main guards. I, I feel like Austin isn't really a guard, but he does play guard, right? Is that he is a guard on this team? So it's not an accident that when D'Lo hits his shots and is able to navigate the lane and do his thing, and then, of course, AR is doing his thing, this team completely goes into a different level. Because you know uh, LeBron is going to do his, you know AD is going to do his. We have to have have we have to have great guard play for any chance of winning a championship. And D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, Darren has mentioned it. You know those guys get hurt, you're going to feel the pain at that point. Uh, Lakers need to use this game as tape to show themselves what happens when you do things correctly. They did everything correct tonight. And I'm eagerly waiting tomorrow's game to see if they can do that with a much talented, much more talented team uh, on the back end of a back-to-back. Because if they come out and they run run something similar against Dallas, now that confidence is going to go up. Now they're going to start feeling, okay, cool. We're we're starting to get the you know starting to get ourselves together here. But I'm just asking the Lakers, don't rest on your laurels, please. If you guys focus on this kind of mentality and doing the fundamentals correctly and everyone doing their part, you're going to allow LeBron and AD to not burn out. And you guys are going to be a problem in the playoffs. That's what I can't wait for. That was was a horrible rumor until apparently they were never, never – in communication whatsoever, that was a devious and a loser Clipper fan, Gerald, who started that room. Aren't they all? Yeah. I, I cannot understand what the deal is with this chick. Uh I, I don't know what's going on. Every I, I can't I can't go anywhere without hearing this lady's name. I've heard her music. I don't understand what what the big deal is. It's pop music. What is she doing that I'm that I'm not getting, guys? Can someone explain it to me? Uh, t- Taylor Swift. Yeah, 
She's connecting with the worldwide audience. She's connecting in a level that we've rarely seen in What's that music level? History. I don't I, I've heard her music. Isn't it the music? She's she connecting with an else? audience. I mean, just the, the two audiences under 30, especially between what, 10 and 30, Sean? Is uh, it the I mean, lyrics? I, these these songs have Joe, been around for Joe. 10 years. Why why all of a sudden now it's it's getting this momentum like like she's Prince or Michael Jackson. I don't get it. She's earning more money than those guys did. Yeah, and her like her her dog her dog. Let me dog, ask this again. Her, Let me ask this again. Her dog is almost in six figures. Can you explain to me why songs that she sang ten mother effing years ago all of a sudden are the oh. Bible now? Does well, anybody have an answer? She recharted them because she uh, the uh, previous manager who owns the previous catalog brought, screwed her over figuratively. So everyone's supporting her because she's sticking she's to the reissuing. Man? She's reissuing all. She redid the songs herself, put it under her own label, and is reissuing them out. Uh, you know, just, little by just, little. This is just, making just, people pay eight hundred bucks for a ticket. Just, just for the record, it took somebody with ovaries to take on Ticketmaster, not somebody with balls. Joe. That's great. Uh, anything that it's, anything that destroys Ticketmaster, I support. I support that. That is why well. I'm still in, in complete shock at how songs that were popular, but it's also, done, and are it's they also what Aussie says, and John Aussie, who's in our, our playback, it's she's relatable, she's relatable, you know, right. she's approachable, she's held herself with class, Joe. Uh, she's she every time she, you know, when when Kanye did his crap, you know, at the MTV Awards, she she brushed it off and just continued to go ahead about her business with a lot of pride and dignity a lot of class and fans just kind of they they came to it not just because of the music but because of her as well that's i mean that's probably the best way i can say is she's always handled herself and her career with class uh, and that's that's the best way i could say it so i she you if you did you know if you don't agree with her political opinions that's one thing but she's always handled everything with class and i think a lot of people out there have gravitated towards to it so she has political I mean. views too i didn't know that she does. She does. But uh, we won't get into that here on this show. Uh, but yeah, she's just her concerts are are amazing. She puts a lot of effort and time into it. She what three hours, Sean, three and a half hours. That's right. I mean, you get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. Even Bill Bell, even Bill Belichick said that he had to respect Taylor with Taylor Swift's work ethic from one human being to another. Why does she have a banner up at the crypt and the and the Clippers don't? Case in point. <laughs> With that, yeah, Joe, you got to work to have a work ethic. She works. <laughs> the Clippers don't. She works. Okay, segue to something more. Uh, uh, it's not a segue at all. The Clippers suck balls. I don't and they care about the Clippers. Will. I want to talk about the Go Lakers. Lakers. Uh, thank you, Carolyn. Uh, new viewer. Carolyn, really welcome. Stopping by. Welcome. Welcome. Great last name, by the way, especially being a Laker oh. fan here. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, hold on. Hold on. No. Finish what you're going to say. But me and no, Darren. No, no, no. You're that. interrupted. So no, you, no, you, you no, 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 Okay. Go All ahead, right. Joe. Finish what you're going to okay. say. So to update those who have arrived late to the game and haven't watched the game completely, the Lakers defeat the Utah Jazz 131 to 99. LeBron and AD did not play the fourth quarter, which is like 
getting ice cream twice when you're really, really craving it. So tomorrow night, the Lakers are not going to have an excuse of being played out tonight. So if they make any excuses tomorrow and not play well and lose, can't blame tonight's game for it. It's going to come down to probably attention spans and more excuses on why maybe Cam Reddish didn't play or Jared Vanderbilt. That's something I wanted to reiterate to everyone again. I think we keep falling into this trap of, well, wait till we get this guy back. Guys, Jared Vanderbilt is not a star. Uh, Gabe Vincent is not a star. So at this point, the Lakers are pretty full. They're, they're, they they got a complete team. Uh, as long as you have AD playing, Austin, D'Lo, those guys are there. Those are the, the heart of the team. And right now we need to focus on making sure those guys are continuing to improve, continuing to build chemistry. And then when you insert Mr. Vanderbilt in there for his def- defense, they should be seamless. He and was I, listed uh, as far as on the ro- active roster, just to good. let you know. Gerald, that means yeah. it's Gerald. Coming. Gerald. Yes. Okay. So Darren, Darren just Darren picked my brain a little bit. And now we, we're going to play a little game here. So Dar- Gerald fancies himself both a Lord of the Rings and a classic rock virtuoso. So I'm going to test his knowledge right here oh, and right now there. on the thank top. You I'll thank you later for embarrassing me. Go ahead. Oh, sure. Friend. Well, don't, I mean, don't let me forget though, about be... talking... Well, can I say this? Don't let me forget about talking about the Lakers bench before we head out. Okay. They, no, they talk about, talk about them now. And we'll do it at the end. Okay. Because I want to give some big props, guys. Let's make sure we know it again. I know Christian Wood had his best game as a Laker. Uh, when he's playing like that, when he's motivated, engaged like that, 16 and 8, plus 13, a block shot, two assists. Then you got Rui, not the greatest shooting game in the world, but 40% from behind the arc and 12 points and plus 21. Jackson Hayes, I know minus two, everybody's going to be on that, but he played a lot of it in, in, in what, garbage time. But mm-hmm. four of four, 10 points for him, just – you know, and then of course Austin Reeves, those guys, and then you talked about Christie, even though the, the numbers, the numbers themselves don't say enough about Max Christie's game today. The bench guys, I really thought that you know, when LeBron and AD are off the floor, these guys did not slack today, and that was a big reason why they kept that big lead. Yes, no? Yes, yes, yes. You want to answer that, Sean, or you wanna talk? Go stuff your face with walnuts, ugly. The reason why they were able to sustain the lead and actually extend it was because they gave a damn. Everyone gave a damn. Hell, Max Christie played well. Christian Wood played well. Jackson Hayes played well. Austin Reeves played well. Hilo played well. When you play well as a team, this is what happens. You beat a bad team by 34. That's what you're supposed to do. It's the equivalent of beating a good team by five points. That's what that is. You beat them by 34. Beating an NBA team by 34 points, no matter how bad they are, is still the right way to win. You're playing at home. Your stars are playing well. Everyone's playing well. So the, I mean, the the proof was in the game. It's very, very hard to explain the, the details on something like this because it was so obvious. 
the spacing, the decision making, the shot making, everything was there. Ger- Gerald, I I got to be honest with you. I I think I find it kind of ironic that a lot of a lot of NBA fans are roasting the Lakers over their JHS pick when Taylor Hendricks is being sent down to the G League because Will Hardy sees that Keontae George is ready for Showtime and he isn't. Yet I just find that kind of ironic considering, you know, he was taken much earlier than JHS was. Just just for the record. We are going to continue to point that out forever. I mean, uh, they're still reluctant to bring him in. Something's going on there, guys, with JHS because if they don't bring him in a game like today, uh, maybe he is not as close as we think. They just put him on the active roster because just to have the bodies uh, to give Lewis, uh, you know, more time down in the G League and the two-way guys. They don't want to burn those games like we talked about and went back and forth on for like a few game, you know, a few days when we were going back and forth on exactly how many games the two-way guys could come back and up and whatnot. So maybe they were just, you know, like him and Vando were on the active roster. But those guys are still a little bit away from coming back into, you know, play a rotation game. But JHS, I don't know. We don't even know how much confidence this team has in JHS because he hasn't even played a game, a regular season game yet. So we'll wait and see. Uh, but I'm hoping for Vando. Vando is the one I'm hoping for to see if he can, what he's got, see if he actually can contribute. And, you know, him being out for so long, the question's there. You know, how much can he contribute right now to this team? Uh, JHS was a bad pick from the beginning. I don't see it becoming a better situation in the future. JHS has no lateral, uh, no lateral ability. Uh, and he can't get, shoot. Can't, and he can't shoot. So when you talk about comps being a poor man's D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell s- suffers from bad games because of the fact that he's not as athletic as he needs to be. But he does have a quick release and can shoot, which JHS can't. If JHS wants to become a viable NBA player, he better start shooting every day for the next 10 years. Otherwise, he has no shot at being anything other than maybe an 11, 12 guy at best. And the NBA draft, we talked about this several times, is about always picking the best player possible. There have been catastrophic decisions in the history of the NBA draft where people did not do that and it cost them things that we'll never know what it cost them. Uh, luckily for us, that's not going to play into this situation. But, you know, I, I, the Lakers have done enough homework to get in good guys late in different rounds, second, late, first, to where even if they ended up getting a dud here, you're not going to really harp on them too much. I think Cam Whitmore would have gotten some time, Joe. Well, see, the reason why Cam Whitmore would have been picked by the Lakers is because because between the injuries and poor play, Cam Reddish early on was struggling. You You would have gotten a Shannon Brown. You would have gotten a Shannon Brown at least in this situation, which is why you always want to pick the best player possible, especially when they're freaks as athletes. And this is not a Jackson Hayes situation. A lot of times athletic freaks that are bigs are usually stiffs, right? And I'm not going to call Jackson Hayes a stiff. He's just not, I said, I would say uh, footwork and IQ. He's not fluid. He's not fluid. That's a good word. Fluid enough to where he could play a certain way where you can rely on him. Cam Whitmer, on the other hand, you send him 
on the right wing and you got LeBron in the middle and then you got maybe let's say uh, Austin Reeves on, on the, on the left side. Now you're, you're in trouble. Houston Austin has Reeves all can... wings. Houston has all wings. So there's no chance he can play. That's why he's playing in the G league right now on a team like the Lakers, where what we had Christie struggling to come out of the gate. Uh, and then you also had Reddish was struggling offensively for the first eight games of the season. And then you had uh, what Hashimura got injured. He would have gotten the opportunity to play here. So we don't know what we would have had there. I just want to say Intel Wild, he can't pass. He can't shoot. He cannot shoot and he cannot play defense. He's very slow footed. So that those are the that's the worries that I have in regards to JHS that he needs to improve on. Yeah, I, I just don't see him being a, a factor. And that's that's uh, call me greedy, but anybody picked in the teens in the NBA playing on a championship contender needs to be a factor on a team. Julian Strother, Podziemski, uh, Jaime Hawkes. I've yeah. all had good games so far in the NBA this year as rookies. Yeah. All of them are probably better than, than, and, uh, and, and Gerald, the, probably the front runner for rookie of the year, Chet Holmgren. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just saying as far as who the Lakers could have drafted after, I, I, think, I think they're going to give it to Victor no matter what. Mm, I put Holmgren right now. Uh, I think he's going to get the rookie of the month deal. Uh, as far as starting and, off. and Gerald, before we head on out, it's now the test. We're going to test oh Gerald's gosh. Lord of the Rings knowledge with classic rock. Oh my God. Here we go. All right. All right. Can I'm we gonna... base this off the movies? <laughs> <laughs> Not the book. All right. We'll see. How, we'll, we'll, I'll, I read the book, but then I got the it's much better audio book. Just sit there. Lord just of the sit, Rings. This is a Lakers show, not okay. Darren. Darren brought up. Darren brought up Led Zeppelin. Okay. Darren pays money to come here, so you're gonna sit there. Well, why are we talking about Lord of the Rings? No, no. You're just gonna sit there and mind your own business because you don't know what the hell we're talking about. So you just sit if it's back. If a Sopranos, he'd be no. in right in there. AC3 woke up this morning. There you go. Okay. That's there's that's All right. the Gerald. I'll 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 sing three lines of a verse to a, a Zeppelin song, okay? See if you can get it. And I just gave you a huge clue. The Queen of Light took her bow and then she turned to go. The Prince of Peace walked the night alone. The Dark Lord rides in force tonight. Time will tell us all. It's not the immigrant song. Um, but you're in the ballpark. It's not ramble on. That's that's another one that includes Lord of the Rings. That's good. You got me, man. Okay, uh, yeah, it's the battle of Evermore. Yeah, it's the one with the mandolin at the beginning. Yep, yep. I just they relate so much to the Lord of the Rings. It's just it's they've got you got to know your Zeppelin, and I'm not yeah. huge on Zeppelin. I'm not huge on Zeppelin. But uh, there you go. I'm trying. I tried, guys. I tried. I didn't embarrass myself too much. So no, no, Gerald, that was good. I mean, uh, for the most part, two, three, four houses of the holy physical graffiti, all feature kind of Lord of the Rings. Exactly, because they're they're so huge on it. Uh, Immigrant song though, uh, it was one of my favorites from them. Yes. And need we not talk about Stairway to Heaven? That's a classic, and you know everybody knows that. But 
Yep, Joe. Okay, well, I think we're finished on that now. So, uh, but we got all a whole bunch of stuff to come up tomorrow with the pregame playback.tv slash Lakers fast break and the post game. Heart, heart, the, the bad heart had a uh, heart sucks. Heart does not suck. No, heart had a barracuda cover of Stairway to Heaven for when Sorry, they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, and it was one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, heart, heart. Heart's good. Don't don't pick heart on heart. Sucks. Let's they like, gave me a heart. Yeah. Joe likes the little river band too. Probably somebody uh, had a crush on the Wilson sisters. That's what they on. call Wuss Rock. Come it's, on, that's Wuss Rock. Heart, the little river band. Um, what, what's that other one? Well, you can um, have the little river band. I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe can have the little river band. Uh, you don't need to give me nothing. I take what okay. I want. Everything is some good taste in music, evidently. Oh. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said Hart's rendition of Stairway to Heaven. I didn't say yeah. Hey, listen yeah. to Hart. He is like Adam with Tori and Prince. You cannot say Hart without him going putrid on you. Hart. <laughs> you don't let me finish. Sorry. Oh, they suck. I'm, did you can I finish? No. No. Put in heart. No. Hall of Fame. <laughs> there in heaven. And tell me that song isn't great. That song is. No, it's not. It shows your taste in music. Yeah, I'm gonna knock the taste out of your mouth. That's what I'm gonna do. But anyways. So, so you didn't do a rant, but we did threaten each other. So yes, people, so I, we got yeah, we, have, we can't be nice to each other and have fun and be happy the entire time. Threatening day. is fun, especially when I finally see you face to face and I smack you in the ear while you're sleeping. That's gonna be the best part. <laughs> but anyways, until while you might actually with a super do that. chat. Gerald, your thoughts on Vegas F1. Uh hearing it was very profitable now. Uh it, it went exactly how I thought it would. I just didn't know the detail on what it would be. I knew it was going to be a disaster. It was a disaster. Vegas deserves the disaster. And the fact that they weren't refunding the money only goes to prove 100%. What a dirtbag piece of garbage that town is at the heart of everything. All they know how to do is take your money, overprice the food, overprice the drinks, and all they have is a bunch of skanks, and dirty people everywhere when kids are around. So that only added to the fact that everything I say about Vegas is 100% right. There are a few things that are good, like a few of the talented shows, not the has-beens, few good shows, and, of course, sports to some degree, unless, you know, you know you know what I mean. You know, you know how it goes. Go ahead, Gerald. Go ahead. Finish, finish what I was going to say. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> the Thursday and Friday, that was a mess. Like I said, uh, Joe's right on that. The traffic, the way they need to go ahead and, and make sure that people can get in and out. In fact, yesterday, even after the race was already over, it took me literally an hour to get through a mile uh, right there near the strip. So I'm not going to sit here and tell differently on that, Joe. But the presentation and once the race got started, uh, that was that exceeded my and everyone else's expectations the presentation of that was absolutely awesome. It's the best Formula One race I have ever seen. And I think a lot of people are saying that here in America as well. The feedback on the race itself was tremendous. Whether or not they make a profit from it is going to be seen because there is a class action lawsuit for what happened on Thursday, the fiasco on Thursday. So we'll see. 
but they are expected to go ahead and make several hundred million dollars. In fact, you know, the estimates were saying about a billion dollars overall. I don't think it'll go that high because as it got closer to the race, the prices had to come down because of the oversaturation on the pricing. I think they overpriced themselves, gouged themselves too high a little bit, but the race itself came off spectacular once they got it going. And they've got a, a contract for 10 years and they're going to be here for 10 years. They built permanent fixtures here in Las Vegas. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So despite all the pissy words and incorrect statements that Joe made, there were some foul ups. Absolutely. Uh, and the city did not actually uh, think things out in certain ways, especially for the folks here in Las Vegas that live in and around the, the racetrack, but still overall the presentation uh, was probably the best that Formula One has ever made, bar none. I mean, and, just, and, the, just the fact that the track going down the strip, absolutely beautiful sight. Going around the sphere was absolutely awesome and breathtaking. And, Jared, let's let's be honest about something here. The experience they, of oh, They do have permanent an, fixtures, an, yes. The experience of being in an In-N-Out Burger in California is more overrated than any possible event trip to Las Vegas. I mean, it was just visually, uh, and John, as, as Aussie from Australia, can, t can attest to, uh, visually, it was just simply outstanding. And uh, Intel said he saw an article, 315,000 people. To give you an idea, uh, CES gets about 150,000 people. So this was three times that. It was packed. I can agree on that. But the way they handled it as far as uh, facilitating the traffic, things, those things have to be worked out better in the, in the future. But because and, Las Vegas is so condensed to that area, it's going to be hard for them to do so because they never really got it right for CES. And now you're adding three times that. But it was once the race got off, it was absolutely a success. That part of it was a success and people are going to come back for it. They've just got to go ahead and, and deal with the public a little bit better and, and how they handle things. Plus also as well, make it accessible for the fans. Make it accessible for the regular fans out there. And, and the regular people out there, uh, stop trying to block the views and put lights, bright lights in front of every, just, just accept the fact that people want to go ahead and check it out. It makes for interesting public awareness, things of that nature. So yeah, again, overall, the first leading, the days leading up to it were a miserable failure, but the race itself was probably the best Formula One's ever had. Wow, that's a bold statement. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I've, I've, I've been be, a racing fan all my life, and I thought it was the best formula and, 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 and let's be frank. Because they're usually be, boring as hell. I don't want to be Frank, be, Sean. I want to be Joe. Max Verstappen uh, usually Ger will take Gerald, the lead, and he'll frank, just blow away everybody. Off. It's boring as hell. So this was fun to watch. Uh, well, you know, Gerald, as much as there's a lot of marijuana flowing around Las Vegas, the only thing higher than the people in California are the gas prices, Joseph. Aussie's coming here. Aussie, if you come here, to, please come and seek me out, my friend. Come If you're coming here next year for F1, please come and see me. I, I'd love to have lunch with you, my friend. Love to have lunch with you. So there you go. See, he's coming from Australia, Joe. So obviously something worked. Joe wants his $1 blackjack. Bring back the $1 blackjack at the Sahara. Although no, the Sahara is now just, fancy now. So if it, I was going to play anything, I'd play blackjack because you have a little bit more control. I, I love blackjack. I, I would play blackjack all night at the Sahara. Yeah. The I old guess. Sahara, not the new Sahara. I'm not a big fan of the gambling uh, in general because I, I prefer to make money than lose money. 
and those those casinos after COVID turned into turned into we need a reclamation project to destroy every piece of any chance of anything when people start coming back. All right. And, Do we have much of a crowd left after that discussion? Or well, they, they some some guys wanted to rant, so I found a way to rant about something. I mean, it's okay. just giving the crowd what they want. Well, okay, they got a rant and a threat. Okay, that's usually if they well, can't threats, go. Threats are fun. Threats are fun. again, again, again. It's easy for them to to not he, be worried because they're halfway he, across he, the country. He, he, he has. He tonight, big he guys. Ha- he has to enter my fly zone in order for him to do what he wants to do yeah. he can't do that i can if i want to but i don't you get the side of my ten and a half foot right in your cheek i have a side i have a size 13 yeah you're gonna see my ten and a half before i see your 13 that's that's gonna be easy to just do this with do this with I don't think that'll happen pending my cap, but I uh, know the Lakers win 50 games. Yes, but leaving his family, moving to Vegas, I don't think he'll do that. No, he would never do that. He would never do that. No, I don't think I'm going to do that, but good good try there, PMC. He'd, he'd uh, run off with somebody. He'd run off with somebody. But yeah, more than likely. How about that? Oh, no. It's uh, the showgirls aren't what they used to be. You know, you don't have Sam Rothstein making sure they're, you know, real nice, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Elizabeth Berkeley was pretty good. As I thought. Show. Look, I thought she was great in that. Oh, movie. that movie! My God. Of, you know, yes. Yes. It's the greatest. Yes. It's the greatest, and yes. it's the most. It's Let's the most, talk about that. Let's talk about that. It is the highest-grossing NC-17 movie ever, right? It is, but it's also thought oh. of as one of the worst. Oh. Yeah, it's, but, a, <laughs> it's so bad; it's become a cult. Film. That's great. The That's acting great. is horrible. I actually saw that in the theaters. I was like, okay, because I was a Paul Verhoeven guy. I was a stand that you just watch. I, you know, obviously Total Recall and, uh, you know, uh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, just just so many great stuff that he put out that at that time. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to do a great job in, in Vegas. Oh, yeah. It was like really bad. Yes, that, she looked that, terrific in the film. Absolutely that, terrific. That, but that, yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah. Yeah. That was bad Grace, acting at its finest. Gracious sir should have some red table talk too. <laughs> Absolutely not, PMC. I, I've already said on this show that I cannot stand the fact that they're building a baseball stadium and they're bringing the A's here. There was the Dodgers, okay, Angels, okay, but nobody wants the A's here. Absolutely nobody in the city wants the A's to come here. It's the politicians that want the baseball stadium here. We want a basketball team. We want an NBA team here. That's what we wanted here in this town. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, they're, they're, the goal of Vegas is to have all four of the teams there. Uh, of course. Vegas and the baseball part... Starship Troopers is really fun for me as well. 
That bad. See, that's the thing that I don't understand is that acting in that movie was really bad. Why did? Oh, why is that one better? Yeah. The I'm not gonna not gonna argue with that, but it's just fun. The it's issue a funner with movie teams, for me to enjoy. Yeah, the issues with these teams going to Vegas is the fact I'm that bugs. your your hotel bill, your hotel ticket is gonna be forty nine dollars a night plus four hundred dollars of fees. Yeah, I was gonna say don't forget the surcharge. Right, the surcharge. That's how they, that's another reason why I can't stand that place is they're scammers in every sense. Before how do you think we paid for the stadium? How do you the, think we're gonna pay for the baseball stadium? It, it's those surcharges. It's, it's it's one thing to scam people gambling, but these guys are trying to pull every dollar out of your life in every end. Stop and I'm not winners, I'm not gonna support it. I'm not gonna go there and stay at their hotels unless I absolutely have to, uh, to support their disgusting greed. Sick of it. That's why it's called Sin City. It's called (laughs) City. That's what I call it. I call it Skank City. Skank City is what it really is. It's a skank city. But anyways, let's go back to the Lakers, folks. For those of you, again, have just joined us. Isn't isn't San Diego the place you go where you want to take your clothes off? And just run down the street, Joe. Isn't no. that? Yeah, I, I think I've heard that more than. I'm than not gonna Vegas. think on San Diego. So I like San. Diego. I've never heard that in my life. I've been in Southern California for thirty yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, jacking it in San Diego. Sure, you have. Joe just wanted me to say jacking it. No, no, yeah, you're not you listening did. to what I'm saying. Yeah, San yeah, Diego is did. one of the greatest yeah, cities did. of the planet. Yeah, I did. might offer a surcharge though. If that's the case, Kurt. He says save on hotel costs and stay in Joe's garage. <laughs> in Henderson, right? No, it's uh, regular Las Vegas. I'm actually. Oh, you live in you? You got city limits, Vegas? Yeah, I got LV. Uh, I've got an LV zip. Code Are you by South Point? No, no. Yeah, San Diego is one of the best places you can live. The problem is you can't live here anymore. <laughs> I love the to... food in San Diego. I will never argue. And the beach, you know, Coronado. Uh, we were talking about the Hotel Coronado the other day with Cool Bro. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, I, will not beach. I will not hate on San Diego. I, I have many great memories of San Diego. I'd love to go back. I'm trying to, uh, I applied recently for uh, Comic-Con as press. So hopefully I can get that taken care of. You still like Comic-Con? Yeah. I want, that's my that's my that's one of my last places I haven't gone to as press is Comic-Con. Are they ever going to get it out of here? I know they've been talking about it. Uh, San Diego? No, they always thought that's always going to be Comic-Con there. Okay. All right. They've 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 auctioned the name to like WonderCon in Las Los Angeles. They've got yeah, they got a ton of places where they just auction that name off. But yeah, the San Diego one's always the classic one. Yeah, Little I, I love the beach, the Mexican food, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Lucha Libre, absolute best burritos in California, right there. In San Diego? Yeah, Lucha Libre is good. Never heard of them. Oh, so good. Yes, you should try it if you're in San Diego. Lucha Libre, burritos, Lucha Libre. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. tacos in, Ch- in Bonita, Chula Vista area. Remember, mm-hmm. TJ Oysters. You will never eat a better fish taco than Bloodhound. I was I was in so I lived in SoCal the first twenty five years of my life. So yes, I do know about Lucha Libre. Plus, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Absolutely. Yeah, San Diego. Unfortunately, for some reason, uh, lost two NBA teams and a football team. Well, they lost. Did they lose two football? No, one football team. And then, obviously, the Padres are doing what they're doing. Although, I don't know if they're going to be doing that much since, God rest his soul, the owner of the 
passed away just recently. So Tacos El Gordo and Chula Vista. Tacos El Gordo. Yeah, SS, you know where TJ Oyster is, right? Off Benita Road? Smoked uh, Tacos. That place right there. I'm telling you, if you get can get can get over there, get over there right away. Yeah, John, please, when you come over from Australia, absolutely. San Diego, uh, did the beaches area. Yeah, great food there. Las Vegas, of course. L.A., only if you're going to go see a Lakers game. <laughs> you will not like the U.S. if you go hang out in L.A. traffic for an hour. L.A. traffic is the least of the problems. The problem is there's certain parts of L.A. that are just five. They're just not as there's not, it's not what it used to be. It's a, it's a lot of just, yes, yes. PMC. Absolutely. That's cause that's my neck of the woods is in that area. Yes. El Burrito Burrito I haven't Jr. Had forever have not had that in forever, but yes, you were right. El Burrito Jr. Jr. And Redondo. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, you so guys we've... are great sports, violence and travel. <laughs> Where else violence can you go? Good. A one-stop shop for all your sports, food, news, violence, and travel. and travel. Yes, it's uh, the, the staples of society. The staples of society. It's what drives us. But uh, to get back to the to the Lakers here, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna go out on a with, with a bang here a little bit. Let's do some predictions for tomorrow. Okay. What is your Gerald? I'm gonna start with you. What is your thoughts on the Lakers' focus and execution tomorrow on the back end of a back-to-back? Do you see LeBron and AD repeating their performance from tonight? And of course, just as important, do you see the role players playing an important role tomorrow in helping LeBron and AD not having to shoulder everything and hopefully winning? convincingly do you see something like that or do you see a competitive game where we're gonna have to wait to see what happens in the end to know what the results are gonna be uh, by the way yes john us is on facebook i want to give them a shout out uh, please like and follow on facebook um i'm just going to tell you right now joe we saw the scenario last week when the lakers had an easy game on the front end and totally tanked it on the back end with sacramento i am really worried about that and uh, I just think they have to stay focused. So if I was Darvin Ham, I would embed in them from the time that they finish this game to the time to the prep to the game, you know, when they're coming out to the floor tomorrow, I would just constantly remind them what happened against Sacramento last week. And you've got a motivated Luca coming off a day's rest. They, they didn't play tonight. And then you've also got Kyrie. You know, he always gets up for LeBron. So if the Lakers can just match, you know, their energy and Dallas has, and after coming off that hot start, they've actually uh, kind of even to the pack a little bit and understand that this is a crucial game already this early in the season where the Lakers can make an imprint with not only Dallas, but the Western conference. And I talked about where they could stand in the Pacific division. They could lead by the end of tomorrow. If they with a win, they could be in fourth place and lead the division all in the same time with Phoenix breathing down their neck and also as well as Sacramento right there. So I think tomorrow's a key. They have to understand the importance of it, and I hope they come out strong. I, I don't have 100% confidence, Joe, because we've seen them lay a turd on the on the second game of back-to-back. Magic Man has commented on the same thing. Uh, and so I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I'm hopeful that this team is going to stay different and, and be, be, be doing just that. Uh, but I, I don't have a hundred percent confidence. If that's so the answer that Gerald has given Laker nation is the Lakers suck and we'll lose tomorrow. Sean, what do you think? 
That's not entirely what I said, but okay. Sean. Sean. Uh, I'm a, you're on mute. Okay, you're off. You're good. Yeah. Can, of, can, of can you get a, Can you unmute it for once? I, Quick. I did. I did. I got him. Thank you. Why, uh, why are you controlling this? I'm. Yeah, Gerald. Joe. Joe. Feel like doing it right now. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you for the question, Joe. You know what? Don't get punked. Like, d- just don't walk in tomorrow and get punked. That's all I'm looking for. I'm hoping for a competitive ball game. Uh, I just don't want to see them get punked again like they did in Sacramento, uh, against Sacramento, excuse me, that was at home. Uh, I want to disregard the Mavs start only in the sense that their defense is horseradish again. Serious, serious, stinky horseradish. They've got a defensive rating at this point in time of almost 119. It's really bad. Their their defense was good for about the first two weeks and the past three weeks. It's really tailed off. Lakers need to take advantage of this, Joe. Uh, talked about it earlier in the podcast. I'll bring it up again. The middle of the Dallas Mavericks defense is as follows. 19-year-old rookie. Long in the tooth, Dwight Powell who's been in the NBA almost as long as LeBron James has, although it seems that way. And Rashawn Holmes, who is so disinterested in basketball that he ordered DoorDash in the bubble and made sure that he was the one to get it. That's the last line of defense for the Mavs. So if AD isn't cooking tomorrow, it's for one of two reasons. One, it's his issue once again that you're not coming into the game with the right kind of intensity and purpose because you should run a muck over all of these guys as far as the guard play goes look luca's gonna do what he's gonna do if you don't have cam reddish out there and you don't have uh vando ready then i'm gonna put prince on him it looks like torian prince is gonna be guarding luca adam's gonna probably have a heart attack I might, I might, I might have a brain aneurysm halfway through the third quarter if that Those happens. Those are not fun, Magic Man. I have seen that firsthand. I know, I know. I don't. I shouldn't make jokes about it. <laughs> no, it's Man. okay. It's okay. Knock, it's all good. Knock a knock a plaster, knock a glass, knock a wood. Yes. Regardless, it's bad that that like this is one of those games where it's going to take five guys to guard him. Yeah. And you know what, Gerald? If so, be it. If if. If you know if uh, if uh, if it's going to take Hardy or Tim Hardaway Jr. or Josh Green or somebody else to make threes and beat the Lakers tomorrow, I can live with that. But not going to live with the fact that Anthony Davis is just going to roll over like he did against uh, the Kings. I mean, there is nobody on this team, Joe, that that is even close to the skill level of Sabonis as a big man. There's no excuses for AD tomorrow, like none. There wasn't any from from me from the Kings game, but he got a pass. Some people wanted to give him a pass because of Sabonis' skill set. There's no pass this time. Excellent, excellent. So Tally says, Gerald, Lakers will get destroyed by Dallas tomorrow handedly. I didn't say that. And Sean says they might get destroyed or they might win. 
which basically means we got nothing out of both of them here. But in the current situation that we're in right now, Jordan Brown is okay. Right. I'll, 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 I'll say it. I, we're waiting. Yeah. I said if they don't come out in the first quarter and don't get punked, it's going to be a close game. That's what I said. That's what I said. So, in other words, if the Lakers have more points at the end of the game, they'll win. That's what you're saying. Those are the rules, right? <laughs> it's, it's, He's just got, changing your words around look, for his enjoyment like folks, he did I, I, Look, I, I got a, nothing. A, I got nothing a, out of this, a, and I'm sure a, it's going to happen to you. He's a terrible, he's a terrible wordsmith. I, I, it's, it's, it's sad that Laker fans have gotten to this point where we have to listen to this kind of negativity because I, I, I'm a up, positive Joe. guy. I'm a positive Joe, guy. When it, when it comes to wordsmiths, Joe's Joe's got no pants, no pants, no shirt. He's wearing that barrel. <laughs> Gerald's talking about something that happened ten years ago that's going to affect tomorrow. I don't know why what the deal that is. What the deal with that? Or I don't know what the deal is. I'm saying, that. as a coach, you take lessons from what you learned last week when they when they pulled a turd out of the hat. In that that's second called game the, of the butterfly. That's called the butterfly effect, Joe. It's a real thing. Here's the bottom line. Here's At the bottom some point, line. The Lakers are going to have to break through this issue of focus, right, to win a focus, championship. Yes. Let's see if they come in tomorrow and lay the wood. Lay the wood on the Mavericks. Should Hopefully they Christian do it? Would. Should they do it? Then we're going to probably see some good momentum come. Good from momentum. This. And that's uh, that's essentially what we're going to look at here. But it, and with that, uh, would like to thank everyone that has joined us tonight. Uh, I hadn't again hosted a show in in months. It was good to get back into the grind here. Uh, Gerald kind of went into pilot mode because that's what he does, which is fine. Because a lot of times I just like to sit here and listen and read. But uh, again, thank you for yeah, joining read, us tonight. Read other, read other people's emails, read other people's thoughts, yeah. listen to what other people have to say. And then when he's interested, finally, something that me or Gerald has had to say, we get his undivided, divided attention. Yes. And that's how it should be when a host is hosting a show with people on it that's what you oh, do oh well, well a it's host what you actually do. pays a hundred percent it's what you do to their folks. audience and do. when you when you're when you when you have a job and you're in control of that job you need to let people do their thing when you've been on this earth for as long as i have <laughs> don't forget we're going to be here for the pregame also as well playback.tv slash hikers fast break for tomorrow night's game and the post game tomorrow here as well also stop by our merchandise store Joe did, did a lot of work on it. Just please go ahead I and didn't, support him. But thanks. So please yeah. support him. Darren loves his shirt. Darren loves his products. There you go. Absolutely. So go ahead and uh, check it out. The link Good. is in the description below. Joe, Joe, Joe's being modest. The please visit the store. It is curating stuff. And Plus, we got, just, big, we got a big. We got a big surprise tomorrow, Magic Man. You got a big you've got a big surprise tomorrow to drop on everybody tomorrow. So they need to check it out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. On the post game. Check out the post game for Magic Man. He's got something to show you. Legally, he's got something to show you that's okay. 
legal on YouTube. We won't get banned. Yeah, no, no, don't worry. We're not. Uh, we're not sponsored by Adam and Eve yet. That show's okay. still going on. Do they pay? That was us? a channel. Do that was a channel, wasn't they it? Pay? They have that stuff in <laughs> Vegas, still, don't they, Gerald? They have it everywhere, Joe. So. I don't know. I don't have a need for it. Or so did I'm the assuming. Me Too movement destroy it? I'm assuming not, Joe, because this is Sin City. Okay, good, good. Anyways, Lakers win tonight, one thirty-one. Technically speaking, per capita, I should say. <laughs> you guys got one thirty-one to ninety-nine. Sorry, geez, you guys are getting confused here. Go ahead, Sean. Were you going to finish what you were saying? Yeah, no, no. I was going to say, yeah. I, I think that I, I haven't seen them around, Joe, but apparently they are still around. And guessing the the population size, there's more Adam and Eve where you are than where Gerald is. Uh, well, James Harden would know. Not too much. <laughs> doesn't have any. Temecula doesn't have any strip clubs, so I don't know what I, I wouldn't know. That's not what, a strip. That's not a strip club, sir. What is it? It's a sex store. Yeah, there's no sex stores here. Bullshit. <laughs> there is it. There used to be. There used to be a massage joint down the street, <laughs> but, but they're gone. <laughs> they're out. <laughs> I remember I used to go to the supermarket next door to it right around 11 o'clock. I'm sure you were just going to the supermarket. Why does it say open with the purple lettering? I'm like, what's going on in there? Why is it purple? I always see either a red or a green open sign. But Jordan Brown says there's not, Joe. Jordan Brown doesn't know his ear from his ass. So since his arrival has come, we are going to depart. Yeah, let's, let's leave. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Jersey. Let's go. Let's go. I want to thank. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. The Lakers again win one thirty one ninety nine. It was an ass beating of of much neededness. I know that's not a word, but that's just how I feel. But again, I want to thank my uh, cohorts, Sean and. Uh, <laughs> Local dose of sin, sin blades. You know, I, you know, I own the, uh, I own the domain sin blades, so that would work. <laughs> Both spellings. Both spellings, just in case you're dumb and don't know how to spell. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, Joseph. Can I, can I, can I close the show out? You guys gonna yes. keep interrupting me? Okay. Again, thank you all for joining us tonight. It was uh, an eventful ninety, well, ninety-five minutes of blabbering by my co-hosts and uh, I look forward to hosting again and again and again thank you again we're going to see you guys tomorrow on playback and in the post game or pre-ed post game on the Lakers fast break have a great evening thank you for being here and what, what's the last word I should say I just say the Lakers fast break podcast go Lakers go Lakers go Lakers, go Lakers.